Hey everyone, welcome to the next episode of E-Competition. So this is me, Sathvik, and I'm Maga alongside me as usual. But today our guests are one of the teams that have actually been taking part in the exhibition matches over the past month. Uh, the team is called Something Classy, and we have one of the members here, Kausha. So Kausha, can you just tell us like what was the thinking behind uh, naming yourself Something Classy? So... Um... Basically, uh, my teammate Ashish, we both of us were discussing uh, names and I'd given him a lot of names. And then for each name, he had the same reply that was quite lame. And then he said that he wanted some, like a name which sounded somewhat classy and all. And then I'm like, okay, so let's just keep the team name something classy. And I was saying it as a joke initially, but he agreed upon it and I was in a mood of thinking of another new name. So we just went on with it. And then now, yeah, I'm pretty much regretting it. <laughs> uh, but I think that's how most uh, names come about, right? You just think of something in the moment and go with it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, speaking of names also, uh, your in-game name is Kachinki, right? Yes. Uh, <laughs> so, so actually... Um, I'm from China. Probably not the best time to tell people that. <laughs> so, um, uh, when I came to India, I shifted to India. People are all the time. And I just happened to embrace the name and, and didn't take it in an offensive name. So, I liked it pretty much. Like It was quite cute and friendly for me. And... Before Call of Duty, I used to play uh, PUBG. So in that, uh, I tried to use the name Chinky, but it didn't work. It was already taken. So given my initials are KKK, I just went on with K Chinky because I can't use KKK. Yeah. Like that'll just make me sound super racist. <laughs> KKK Chinky, but just went on with K Chinky. Nice. That's actually pretty cool. So. In so, terms of uh, the battle cards you guys have played as well, so you guys have played quite a few games so far. So, what is that one game that has stood out for you all that you've played so far? So, um, out of four games, we have technically won two because one was a walkover and won one game. I'm not sure against which team, and I think that stood out the best for us because before when Ashish and I used to play together, it was in college and OP Jindal is actually like a boarding university. So we used to like stay together all the time while playing. And it was easy coordinating and all. And I think we missed that in the first two matches. And we got wrecked. Like the first match was domination. Again, asking him to go to a position or planning something really quickly. It's really hard to do it over and over. While having really good, well-skilled opponents. That's why after two matches, I... Uh, our coordination got better in the third match. I think we just needed in and won by a pretty good difference. With him also uh, talking to me and we got a fair idea of how to play two on two. With opponents, usually five players playing and that just makes things easy. But when it's just two, if one, one player dies, then it's very hard for the other player to take care of the other two opponents. So. I think that game stood out the best. It was Hardpoint and Nuketown. Also one of my favorite maps. It's quite small. It's easier to find the opponents when there's just like four players playing. Compared to like Meltdown, we're just looking for an opponent. Somehow someone suddenly shoots you from behind. It's just freaking annoying. So. 
I think yeah, yeah. he stood out the most. Talking about how you spoke from shifting from PUBG to Call of Duty, what made you change? You know. So um, that's actually a good question. So um, initially, like on gaming consoles, like PlayStation, now I used to play Call of Duty only. I've always found that to be a better game, like Modern Warfare. Also on my laptop, I have Modern Warfare and Black Ops One. So like. I'm just used to the game setup. Like even the map kill house has been there in quite a few different versions of the yeah. game. So and domination as well is a very well known thing in Call of Duty. And the other reason was that in PUBG, I didn't like playing the battle royale because like if you are playing good, then you have to like play one whole game for half an hour, and then you just feel like playing another game. That's just a waste of time. And I didn't like. Concept of you make take and then that yeah just I like to play a really risky and aggressive game so TDM suit me the most but if you see PUBG's TDMs it's it doesn't have a lot of varieties like it's team deathmatch or you have to play domination separately of that so. And call when Call of Duty was released, then it has a it had a lot of opportunities for uh, TDMs, small multiplayer games, and I think that's also another reason why I joined Call of Duty. And also, it's a I, I find Call of Duty to be very convenient to play with, like given the auto aiming feature is quite handy, and it's way easier than PUBG. Like that's just a perspective. But other people find PUBG easier. So I think these are the main reasons, and plus, like for PUBG, I don't think we would have had a big, big tournament like a World Championship for a TDM match compared to what we're having for Call of Duty right now. So, bunch of so, that's actually pretty interesting. Uh, I think a lot of the, I think every team we've had so far, and even our, ourselves, all of us speak about having played Call of Duty on another console. And that being one of the major reasons yeah. that we've actually shifted on mobile as well, right? So keeping that in mind, like, uh, of course there are similarities in the maps and the modes, right? But how do you think the mobile version of Call of Duty has held up on its own? Do you think, as a franchisee on its own, it's done well? What are your thoughts about it? I think it has done well personally. Uh, I've not checked on the stats yet, but. Even uh, in my friend circle, like all of us switched from playing PUBG to Call of Duty, and uh, even like the featured matches, like gun game and all, it just keeps on making it interesting. There's something new coming up. So as a franchise, it's doing really well, and plus it works. It's very compatible with our phones with really good quality. In Call of Duty as well, they have teamed up with Tencent, which is the same. A company which made PUBG, so they tried their best. I mean, of course, with their experience, they made the um, mobile gaming experience really good. So I think they lived up to the expectations, and as a franchisee, they have done really well. And a lot of people are playing it. Yeah. Call of Duty, and it's pretty good. And so even the modes, like. Search and destroy, and all. you still get that same feeling yeah. of playing and enjoying yeah. it. Definitely. So coming to your loadout in your 
games what you play which preferred loader do you actually you know use and why do you so, use that and at what particular map or what particular you know game mode and stuff like that so i mainly use uh, two of my loadouts out of the five um my first loadout has pdw 57 because and i use that gun because it's quite a balanced gun if you see it has a really good damage rate the fire rate is also really good except for the range which might be a huge disadvantage at times but it's a gun which you can use at all maps for short range and medium range so that's why i use it use that most of the times and as a backup sometimes uh, for maps like um, forgetting the name uh crossfire, crossfire. Yeah? for maps like yeah, crossfire yeah. yes so i prefer using guns like kn and uh, kn44 and rus because they have really less recoil and it makes it easier to shoot for longer distances so these are like the two main guns which i switch on and for snipers i use uh, locus because it has a really good damage and the speed of the bullet like as soon as you shoot it it's very hard to miss an opponent yeah. while he's running so that's a really good gun and i use it on maps like again crossfire and uh, crash because there's really good camping points made and yeah, back yeah, to my cool. loadout one for pdw 57 uh, i keep a bazooka with myself because it becomes really handy at in a lot of games for example for domination when someone is capturing a, a <laughs> place i just use bazooka then so like the entire team dies yeah so that's quite handy and for the i don't know what's the thing called the special gun thingy i use a death machine yeah because it has a and pretty much there's been times like for tdms i usually go to the spawning base and just unlock my death machine and fire in all the opponents and tend to kill like five six opponents consecutively yeah i think that's a very dominating gun death machine Yeah, that's super nice to actually get inside your head and see what your thought space is when you're actually thinking of these things. I think like that's something that yeah. most people ignore, right? That there's such a tactical side to this game as well, and it's not just about killing, but also how you choose to kill people. Uh, but just to take away from there, uh, I mean, we've spoken about COD Mobile so far, but also want to understand what your thoughts are on esports in general, right? So. Where do you see esports heading in India in particular? I think uh, in India there's a huge scope. Like if like when PUBG came into India, every shop I enter or everywhere I go, no matter which background you belong from, rich, poor, middle class, everyone was indulged in that game so much that it seemed like they've got on a new set of lifestyle and people were taking it. quite seriously everyone's discussing oh pubg mein maine isko ye mara and also when you hear voice chats you know there are people from different places coming in playing and it was a good thing to see like everything felt so united and 
every teenager I saw, they're talking about PUBG. And I think that's why I think there's a huge scope for esports, especially on mobile games, because not everyone could afford gaming consoles or gaming laptops. And I think games like these just gives an opportunity for everyone to play and makes it very open and accepting to anyone who has the passion to play a game. And the best part is you can play it at any time. There's no given schedule whenever you're free. And it can become your hobby or your job at the same time. So I think in a country like India where mobile phones is, smartphones is a huge business, I think esports could live up with that trend. Like, please get what I mean. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, the fact that most Indians actually have a smartphone, right? Like you said, you see pretty much anyone walking around with a smartphone. That definitely does help with the whole mobile gaming aspect of it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think uh, all of us at Ready Sports are actually pretty pumped about the potential for it as well. But uh, what do you think about, I mean, this is potential is there, right? But what do you think about the reality of the situation as well. Do you think that in a country like India, like you said, right, even uh, it's something that could be considered as a job, but in a country like India, do you see that happening anytime soon? Um, I don't think anytime soon because over here, mostly people are playing for leisure purposes. And like I told my father about this uh, world championship thingy and how big it is. And then my dad just thinks it's a joke and all. Why is he so serious about it? Game it away. So, yeah, they're not yet uh, comfortable with an idea that someone can earn while enjoying something so much. Like before, in India, it was a stigma that if a student is playing game it's probably for fun and he's wasting his time and all and if you look at Modi himself when as a prime minister of the country he discouraged PUBG openly saying that it makes kids go mental and also I think yeah due to all of these aspects uh, it'll be hard to um, influence the society to think that this could actually be the real thing right it could be someone's passion not just a hobby and yeah, I think to remove any uh, taboo in a society, it takes time and they have to first experience with it or show in genuine results. Like if you see in other countries, there's a lot of uh, tournaments with actual prize money going on, which keeps the people thinking that, yeah, it's possible to actually take this esports um, into seriously and not as just someone's hobby. Or like leisure time. You know, talking about championship that which you've you know got through to the first round. Have you ever you know participated in any major competition in your college or in any other college as a team? Uh, to be honest, this is actually my first actual competition because before this I was in a boarding school and pretty much everything was restricted over there. So I've never participated in this, these kind of tournaments, like playing games and teaming up with people. Usually if I played games, it was like Halo on local servers with my friends. 
on my PC then, or Call of Duty on my PC with the friends, like in a local circle. Yeah, I think uh, Halo was the glory so days of uh, PC games. That's when everyone yeah. got hooked onto the whole first-person shooter sort of uh, idea of a game being really cool. Yeah, actually, I agree with that. Like and everyone probably had a stage where they play Halo. Yeah. And apart from that, do you have any questions for that for us at Ready Sports? Do you want? Is there anything you want to know more about from Ready Sports? Yeah, actually, like I asked earlier. So, how did you get the inspiration of making, uh, organizing these exhibition matches, contacting? students from different universities and asking them to participate because I think it's a wonderful idea and given the situation right now and like during lockdown I think a lot of people were looking ways to spend time and I think this is the best way where people can actually show in their skills as well and enjoy and also interact with other university players and it's also like a good practice yeah so where did you get that inspiration and how did you make it happen? <laughs> I think in response to that, both Maga and I can actually add some context. So uh, the guy that started with eSports, his name is Sartak. So he's someone that's super pumped and he's working on different things all at once. Uh, but the inspiration for this came from this other thing called Wit Sports, where he actually covers the college uh, sports team. Right? So the idea was that uh, college sports in general aren't covered enough, right? You don't get enough appreciation for playing at the college level in India, right? So that was the original idea. And he'd always wanted to uh, imagine a league. Uh, like, you know, where esports is going right now, you're going to kind of see it like how colleges have teams for a basketball or for a football, right? The vision of where esports is that colleges will also in the future have like a team for maybe e-football or e-basketball, right? For NBA, FIFA, for Call of Duty, whatever it is, right? So that's the vision. And yeah. how it came to be was that, I'm sure he's been wanting to do this for a long time, uh, but like Maga can add a little context here as well because he's known him a lot longer than I have. But uh, he really wanted to start it, but he didn't really have the people to start it with, right? So I think he just, uh, he was in, one, in a discussion with them about which sports. And then one of them asked him why he hasn't uh, thought of this for eSports, right? So then he was like, are you guys willing to help out? And then they were like, yeah, of course we'll help out. <laughs> Do you want to start it now? Yeah. And that's just how sports came to be. Uh, but Maga, feel free to add anything else. So what we're basically doing is we're trying to create, you know, a kind of a mini league, just like how college sports is. So that, that you know, built an idea in him and that's what we all started doing enough in this you know pandemic because we can't really do anything we can't you know go physically record matches you know probably get the word out and uh, host matches online because you know we can't physically create a room and then ask people to come in because it's you know it's really hard for people to do that in this situation so that's what you know that's what we thought and that's what we executed and that's what we're doing right now hosting different battle cards every day and yeah we've bagged around 12 to 13 teams so every you know every night we host 
each battle card and we talk about each battle card after the battle card we have a post live session as well talking their inputs of the game how the game panned out how how it went and what did you expect from the game how did you you know think it was going to go on you know that's what we're trying to do we're trying to do you know uplift college esports as well as that's what we're trying to do here so yeah i think it's a wonderful work you guys have done and it's quite successful in my point of view because it's quite organized and how you come up with schedules and you have like backup options every time so it's pretty good i had a question like since it started um is there going to be a time where it's going to be like an actual competition like a tournament type yeah uh, you know yeah that's what that's what we're trying to do you know create some exhibition matches and you know get some attention of other colleges as well and so that we can you know host you know tournaments because you know we're trying to build the 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 whole thing and that's what we're trying to do yeah so yeah and uh, in addition to that you know the whole fact that uh, most gamers do enter tournaments when there's a prize pool involved right but uh, the the catch to that is that you generally also have to pay an entry fee right and the prize yeah. is built from that entry fee right so that's also something that we're trying to figure out a way to avoid uh, because we don't want to start a competition where we ask people to pay and play right because then that takes out the whole factor of someone uh, playing because they really love it and because they really want to do it right because when you ask someone to pay for something there's always that second thought that hey, yeah that yeah so this, so it's, it's just like it's, yeah yeah it's just like college sports you know you, you don't have to pay money and you know enter the competition there's always a prize money and you just have to register and you know god god grace whether you win it you win the prize money that's how that's what we're trying to do we don't want to impose you know making prize money i mean entry free for the teams because we don't want to do that that's not how a competition is you know done and that's not how we host so that's not how usually hosted by any major tournaments or major leagues is what you can see nowadays so that's what we're trying to yeah. impose and that's what we're trying to do i think like for that you guys might be looking for sponsors or expanding it enough to gain attention yeah so they can fund for the tournament fee and once that goes on i think you guys will continue on to be famous then start asking for participation fee when you get that much demand <laughs> for participating in the competition as much as we like we we're trying to you know eliminate participation fees so but that's a long term plan so let's see what happens yeah i mean in mm-hmm. the short term the goal is to kind of continue this sort of mini league that we've got right because the idea is that mm-hmm. uh, as more and more colleges play it it also becomes uh, that much more acceptable to each college right that hey, we might have an esports team right like the whole idea through this is also that now let's say you're representing your college right so in a way you also have that sense of pride that hey say i'm playing for my college and i'm representing my college in an esports tournament 
right so i think it's just about yeah. building that uh, sense of pride equally for esports as much as for sports right cuz for sure if you were someone playing football for your college you would make sure that everyone knew it right the goal is to get to that That's same true. level for esports as well i was thinking uh, why not like make it seem like in a way that even if you would like to take a participation fee then uh, people don't see it as you're doing it as a profit what they're giving is what they're getting back sort of like open heart i mean because i've seen a lot of people also do not pay because thinking that yeah they're just doing it for their own benefit not seeing that this is actually in like in an attempt to make it more i like in to expand it more yeah yeah definitely so, that does happen a lot <laughs> but i just think that uh, you know at a certain point that can't be avoided by some people right and i think the whole fact is that uh, like maga said right if you want to take part in a i mean everything is just drawing a parallel to how sports are right now because i think that's the best example that you can give right Uh, if actually, you were to yeah. for a football tournament uh, how many how many colleges actually pay to go play a football tournament right uh, the that's there true. is that you get an invite and you go play and if you win you win some money you win a trophy but how many times do you actually have to pay to just go play pay for yeah, yeah. so that's the idea that's, actually, mean, that's the whole thinking behind not wanting to charge uh, but yeah i mean making a segue from that as well so in terms of uh you know the esports scene on a global scale let's also talk about like a couple of cool things that are coming up right so this year we're going to see the launch of the ps5 and the xbox uh, oh, right? the new consoles so how hyped are you for these new consoles that are up and coming um the actually ps5 is releasing this thursday sorry to interrupt <laughs> yeah it's fine oh i didn't realize like time is just flying so I actually forgot about that, but it is really exciting. We've been like hearing different rumors about the new features PS5 is willing to bring, and also the design and everything. So of course, everyone is excited. Ah, uh, to be honest, I'm more excited for PS5. Not been really much into Xbox yet, and also um, about how they're not. Uh, like the compatibility of the discs, and, and trying to make the gamer—I mean, the creators—to create a CD which is for PS5 specifically, so get the experience and feel the use of the features they're paying for in a PS5 console. So, I think that's something good which PS5 is trying to bring, uh, forcing the creators to make it compatible for PS5. console only but of course it's stuff on their side yeah as a consumer i'm saying we've been waiting for it is quite a long time like i think ps4 was released in 2014 i yeah. think yeah 13 13 yeah so 6 years wait 13 yeah <laughs> i remember 14 because of it <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Okay. Any other questions you have, Mangal? Oh, I've asked whatever I wanted to, so I'm pretty good. <laughs> okay. So thank you so much for joining us, Kaushal. This was a really nice uh, conversation for us. 
Uh, any last questions you have for us at Vidhi Sports? Nothing. I um, actually would like to compliment you guys on how I, I see like every day maybe one new college or not every day in two, three days I see a new team which has entered the competition. So it's really good to see that how this is slowly expanding and hopefully this becomes an actual thing and maybe I could flex on it. You know, I've been in <laughs> participating in this since the start, you know. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, that's something all of us are looking forward to. Uh, that'd be pretty cool. All right. So thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the competition. See you guys next time.